You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Good help is always hard to find. Proper training can do a lot to ensure a job well done, but those training materials need to be tested and proven. They must be written by people with experience who've gone through and vetted the methods being taught. For example, if a decision needs to be made, it should go through as many channels as possible. Time is not of the essence. Bureaucracy is always best. Another way to increase productivity and maximize efficiency is to clog up meetings with issues that have nothing to do with the topic at hand. If something was resolved at a previous meeting, bring it up again and ask whether it was the right decision. More than once. When in doubt, play it safe. Every task should take as long as possible. You know the old saying, measure twice, cut once, but only after you've measured another eight times. Managers can also get on board by having their most efficient employees focus on the most unimportant tasks. When those tasks are completed, the employees can then go back to fix even the smallest flaws. Every meaningless job should be completed to utter perfection. Meanwhile, employees known for being slow and lazy should be given the complex jobs that require careful attention. Upon completion, incorrectly, of course, those employees should be praised and promoted in full view of everyone else. This will shatter morale and, in turn, increase productivity among the group. Oh, and those meetings we talked about should happen often and with no agendas. Let attendees wonder why they're there in the first place and what the point of each meeting might actually be. Now, if all of this sounds like the opposite of what we've learned in order to succeed at our jobs, that's because it is. These instructions were part of a deliberate plan by the United States to sabotage foreign governments from within. Developed by the Office of Strategic Services, the organization that would eventually become the CIA, the Simple Sabotage Field Manual was a training guide developed during World War II. Its goal was to help citizens and government workers who were sympathetic to the Allies, but stuck inside Axis-held countries. Its techniques extended beyond white-collar jobs as well. Factory workers could deliberately gum up the works by accidentally shorting out wires or contaminating a vat of molten rubber by spilling unnecessary ingredients into it, which would render it unusable. Surfaces that needed to be smoothed could be sanded instead. Tools could be forgotten or lost so that certain jobs couldn't even be done at all. It wasn't about outright hostility toward the enemy. Instead, it was death by a thousand cuts, or in this case, death by a thousand silly, avoidable mistakes. And regular citizens could get in on the fun, too. Chewing gum and hairpins made excellent tools for jamming locks. Heck, one of the more ingenious methods of civil disobedience involved a bag of moths. 
A person would walk into a movie theater showing propaganda films with a bag of moths tucked in their coat. Once seated, they would set the bag down and open it up, releasing the moths into the theater. The flying insects would then flutter up to the light of the projector and obscure the film so no one else could watch the movie. There were also instructions on how to keep average citizens motivated while performing simple acts of sabotage, by assuring them that they were part of a larger movement or promising a future where an unwanted leader might be removed due to their inactions. The OSS was able to get help from folks behind enemy lines. The manual was declassified in 2008 and is freely available on the CIA's website, although most workers probably won't need it. With the countless meetings and never-ending bureaucracy clogging up our own workdays today, the modern workspace is well-suited to crippling productivity, destroying employee morale, and bringing government agencies to a halt. You know what they say. If you want to do something right, you're going to have to do it yourself. Badly. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When we experience the unthinkable, it's easy to lose hope. The human body can only handle so much. Exposing ourselves to the extremes for too long can shorten our chances of survival. Anna was no stranger to extremes. Born in Sweden in 1970, Anna's focus was on helping others. While studying in Norway to become an orthopedic surgeon, her mentor invited her to his retirement party. 
He was set to close one chapter of his life in May of 1999, but before arriving at the party, Anna had just one more stop to make. She and two colleagues headed for the mountains just outside of town for a quick ski trip. Anna was no stranger to the slopes. Those outings were common after work, and she had been down one particular mountainside numerous times. But on May 20th of 1999, she made a fateful mistake. Anna slipped and lost her footing, tumbling down the mountainside. She skidded across a frozen stream before being partially swallowed by a hole in the ice. Trapped among the rocks in the water with no way to get out, she was eventually found 20 minutes later by her friends. They rushed to her side and tried to pull her out, but she wouldn't budge. After 10 minutes of struggling, one of them called the police for help. Anna clung to life, breathing with the help of an air pocket she had found while submerged. Her friends held on to her skis until the police and emergency workers could reach them. Well, 10 minutes turned into 40. Then the cold started to set in. Anna's heart slowed to a point where it couldn't pump enough blood to keep her awake. She went into circulatory arrest just as the medics had reached her. First, they tied a rope around her and pulled but they couldn't move her without causing serious injury. Snow shovels weren't strong enough to cut through the ice around her either. A metal garden shovel finally did the trick, though. They hacked away at the surrounding ice and finally freed her after 80 minutes in the water. Her body temperature had dropped to almost 57 degrees Fahrenheit. The blood in her veins had practically stopped flowing, and she wasn't breathing. Her colleagues tried to administer CPR on the way to the hospital, but it didn't work. A defibrillator couldn't even bring her back. Her skin had gone ice cold, and by all measures, she was technically dead. Doctors hooked her up to an ECG, and it showed nothing but a flat line. Dr. Gilbert, the ER chief attending to her case, immediately whisked her to an operating room. He wasn't ready to declare her dead just yet. Along with the team of dozens of doctors and nurses, Dr. Gilbert worked for over nine hours to bring Anna back. His hope was that the extreme cold had slowed down her metabolism enough to keep her brain from experiencing any long-term damage. You see, when the human body reaches such a low temperature, the brain requires a lot less oxygen to survive. That, along with the CPR the medics had performed on her, should have been enough to keep her alive. The first thing Dr. Gilbert did in the operating room was connect Anna to a heart-lung machine. It pumped her cold blood out of her body and warmed it externally before circulating it back in. It took hours, but it worked. Her body temperature began to rise. She stayed on life support for another 24 hours. The following day, her heart started to pump on its own again. It took another agonizing month on a ventilator before her body regained functionality. And when she woke up and couldn't move anything below her neck, she panicked. But the paralysis was only temporary. Nothing more than a side effect of the accident. Anna Bagenholm wasn't the first person to be frozen alive, but she was the first to have survived. She fully recovered with no detectable brain damage. Her case not only broke records, but it helped doctors better understand the effects of hypothermia on the human body. Thankfully, Anna received the finest medical care that Norway had to offer. So when she got back on her feet four months later, she couldn't help but pay it forward. She took a job as a radiologist at the very same hospital that had saved her life. And apparently, she received a warm welcome. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. 
Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.